Take a Ride podcast. I'm your host here, Starks. You can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. You can also find me on Instagram, One Closing Hero. I'm not here alone this evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you may be in the fantasy world. I have a special guest in this episode, and I've been actually wanting to get him on for quite some time here. This is really interesting to have him in particular. We do have a lot of information to go over. Uh, Before I bring the special guest, just to give you guys a heads up, what we're going to kind of do today is go over some of the news. Uh, Hopefully you guys had a good Christmas. God is good. Um, We'll touch up on some of the games. Obviously, we want to get excited for Luka Dantich coming back. He's back, ladies and gentlemen. And and talk about a, a player that I think is important in the dynasty format, and Isaac that I actually wrote up on an article here and released today that's getting a lot of um, reviews today. So I appreciate you listeners of the newlifefantasy.com. And real quick, here's your cheap commercial. Make sure you guys check out newlifefantasy.com. Join the mailing list. Join as a member because it helps our brand to continue to grow. Also, make sure you sub-zero that subscribe button on YouTube. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to that. Um, yeah, that definitely helps us out. Make sure you subscribe to Take a Ride Podcast. So without further ado, my special guest here today that I've been wanting to get on for quite some time is the kid, man. How are you doing today, brother? Doing pretty good today. You know, just willing to talk some good fantasy right now. Yeah, I know this has been one of those uh, years for you. Actually, this is your second year in fantasy, right? Yes. Yeah. So in saying that, like, just go ahead and let the listeners know, like, how old are you? I'm 16 years old. That that's outrageous to, for this guy to be 16 year, years old on the on the podcast. At that, not only on a podcast, but to be well versed in what he's doing in fantasy. I definitely want to de- dive deeper into it later on in the episode, and potentially we could have another uh, person on this episode that hasn't been on for quite some time, and, and it's the, the Kong Skull Island guy that runs the five, uh, Lewis, so we'll be looking forward into that, but uh, let's go ahead and get to the news. So with that being said, I'm ready to take people on for a ride. So the recent news that we want to talk about is obviously the Christmas games. Uh, the Christmas games, that was actually one of the biggest surprises that we can talk about here was the game that a lot of people, including myself, that uh, thought Golden State would get thumped uh, by Houston, but it was the complete opposite. Houston lost to Golden State 116-104. to Now, one of the things that I kept realizing watching that game is, you know, when Harden was bringing the ball up court, right as soon as he passed that half-court line, they double-teamed him. So that kind of put a damper on his... Um, his NBA skills just a little bit, although now he shot 50% for this um, for that game in particular. So it's like, well, what happened is because he had to pass up the rock. So in that sense, it was a huge surprise. Um, you know, in that sense, I will ask you, uh, the kid, of course, uh, you know, what's your thoughts on Golden State beating Houston, man? Well, I took it as a big surprise when I first saw the score. Mm-hmm. And one thing I noticed was Damian Lee. Because he did a really great job of getting 22 points and 15 boards. Mm-hmm. And I just took it as a huge surprise overall. Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, that, and I'm glad that you actually talked about uh, Damian Lee because he's actually a speculative ad for those that are in maybe the 14 to 16 man leagues 
uh, out there right now. And he's definitely worth an ad just because of how Golden State is looking. You know, we all know that uh, Draymond Green and sometimes D'Angelo Russell, there, there might be some potential load management because of Golden State being potentially a wasteland this year. Uh, their team is poor just because of obviously we know Steph Curry's out. We know Klay Thompson's out. So in that sense, you're like, well, you know, Damian Lee is like, where did he come from? Well, no, it's not even that. It, he just not only he, he uh, excuse me, not only did he start just like the stats that the kid brought out. He also had four assists and three steals. So you, he gave you those solid uh, counting stats and he was 10 for uh, excuse me, 10 for 10 at the charity stripe. So for those that are, you know, needing the free throw percentage, you know, shots now, this could be a potential outlier game. But this is something not to ignore. He's definitely worth a speculative ad. You know, would you actually try to uh, add him if he was available there, kid? Um, I think I would if I have the space for it. Yeah, that makes sense. And then at the same time, um, you know, going on to the Houston side real quick, uh, you know, Russell Westbrook. This is actually an interesting, interesting thing to look at is he's been struggling a lot the last couple years on his free throw shots, but he made all of them. This was a reminder of how Russell Westbrook was uh, that we were accustomed to in OKC. But, you know, I'm not going to hold too much time on these games, but I just thought it's interesting to to talk about uh, Golden State being Houston. And then obviously I'll leave the best game for, well, actually, there's actually a couple of good games that I, I guess I got to talk about. It only makes sense. So, you know, Boston real quick, I won't have hold too much time into it. But one thing I definitely want to talk about is Gordon Hayward did make his presence known to come back. And although he didn't score a lot of points, this is still a good game that he had with the 14 points, six assists and other stats behind it. Uh, Very efficient. Now, Jalen Brown, or excuse me. Yeah, Jalen Brown, I think, kid, don't you don't you have him in one of your leagues, man? I happen to have him actually. Yes. Which league is that? The one of the the deep redraft leagues we're in, or is that the dynasty format? Yeah, this the deep redraft league. Now, how 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 has he been doing for you, man? I bet she's been making you feel good this year. Yeah, definitely. What what place are you in in that league? Matter of fact, if you don't mind me asking. I'm in second place out of twelve. Yeah, and and the funny thing is for the listeners, as you know, you know when you're in a league with me. I play in even though it's a twelve man league. You think it's a natural in a, a normal twelve man league? No, I make that roster size pretty big and, and expand on it because I like to uh, tap into the metal uh, of our thinking of making sure that we are grabbing those certain individuals that could be in the free agency. <clears throat> now, Jalen Brown, I'll be honest with you, I didn't think he was going to be this type of player this year. He's been inside the top fifty, and honestly. You've been doing really good this year, kid. Again, you know, I, I remember, um, you know, last year, we'll talk about that more towards the end of the podcast, but you have been a strong rookie. And, that, and that's why I said some of the some of the skills that you've had in fantasy in this short time span reminds me of myself a little bit. And uh, that's why I have to make sure to get you on because uh, you are already flourishing, and especially in a dynasty format that you're in. I think you're inside. You're like a top five guy, I believe, or even better. And that's a 20 man dynasty league. That is a very tough listener league that uh, we're in currently right now. What place are you actually in that dynasty league? I am in seventh out of 20. Okay, so you're seventh. So I was wrong. Stood corrected. But I know you were starting out hot. Um, but obviously, we know that <clears throat> there's a lot of injuries going on with a lot of our teams. But anyways, back into this game. Oh, oh go ahead. Was you about to say something? Well, in the other Dynasty League I'm in with uh, Starks, the Iron Man League, I am in fifth place. Okay. So, yeah, so. You, you took over a team. 
And I, I always respect people that take over a team that's already built because sometimes when you, t- and this is for you guys that do dynasty leagues, because we, this is a dynasty driven podcast, but as you guys know, Jacob will expand on the points leagues and sometimes LT will talk about redrive. We talk about a lot of different leagues. That's just the style that we want to implement into the podcast. But one thing I want to mention on top of that is, you know, for the kid to take over a dynasty league team not being able to draft your own team. And for those listeners that take over a dynasty team, I respect a lot to you individuals because I'll be honest with you, unless my team is built for success or built a way that I would like it, I would not want to take over a team unless, um, you know, I was being really courteous. And for, for you know, I know Jacob and uh, the kid took over some teams. It was pretty tough for the type of situation they, they they were in and they already turned it around. So I appreciate you guys doing that. And at the same time, going back to this, I, I do apologize, segue. As you guys know, I go ISO back and forth. Um, Toronto, one of the guys I always beat the drums on is uh, the, it's the water boy, Chris Boucher, Bobby Boucher, that is. He had a really good game off the bench. Now this comes off the hills of Boston thumping Toronto, which I get. So he did get the opportunity in playing time. 24.6 rebounds in two blocks. What a beautiful game that he had. Again, for those Dynasty GMs, I, I want all hands on deck on him in particular. Now, I know it's going to be tough for him to find minutes, and there's going to be inconsistencies with him. I get it. But the thing is, you got to take the good with the bad. And Marcus saw as he's getting older, he I'm not saying he's going to be out the league, but he is getting older. That's something to think about. Serge Ibaka is good, but... He, well, Serge Ibaka is not as good as he used to be. He's okay, but you know that's something I want to say. And then just segueing on two more games, Philadelphia-Milwaukee from the Christmas game. Just want to say, you know, Chris Middleton had a good game. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, again, hooked on Phonics, guys. He was very inefficient, 8 for 27. And curious George Hill, he always makes me laugh. I always like to use this type of old savvy veteran to uh, people like LT because he just doesn't like to hear curious George Hill, but he was a very efficient game. But Philadelphia, um, they definitely beat Milwaukee. Um, They they handily did, but it seemed like Milwaukee was starting to come back in the fourth quarter just a little bit, but it's good to see Embiid. He was playing a a massive uh, amount of good defense on the Greek freak, and that's kind of what pushed his inefficiency. So Embiid, Excellent game, super efficient, 11 for 21, 31 points, 11 rebounds, 3 assists. You know, Ben Simmons, man, a a nice, huge double-double, 15 with 14 assists. Definitely had the, you know, the uh, hustle stats behind it with the three steals and two blocks. You know, any thoughts on that Philadelphia game and Milwaukee game at all there, the kid at all? Um, Actually, I don't really have thoughts on it, but I noticed that Overall, as a team, the 76ers made like 21 threes. Oh, wow. It was very impressive to me, considering they're not a big, big three-point team. That is true. That's that's absolutely true. Because, I mean, just like you kind of said, and you talk about Philadelphia, right? Yeah. Yeah, because at the same time, since they lost J.J. Redick, that's why, you know, a lot of the threes have dampered there for sure. So that's a good point out there. Um, and then, you know, transition to the last game that I think is important. Uh, it's the Clippers and Lakers game. You know, I'm sure a lot of people were, or at least had their eyes glued onto the TV. And some may have expected the Lakers to win, but guess what? The Clippers won. 111 to 106. And 
to be honest with you, this is a bit of surprising because Paul George was very inefficient this game. Five for 18. Kawhi Leonard was the man there for sure. Super efficient. 11 for 19. Um, 35 points. Not going to put you guys asleep with the stats, but you guys get the, the right idea. Going and transition into the Lakers side, Anthony Davis had an excellent game. Um, well, yeah, he had a good game. I guess we expected more. Maybe that's just be me nitpicking, but he was 24 points with some stats behind it. LeBron James, that's where the hit hurt them the most. Very inefficient, 9 for 24. He did have a double-double, but he was... <laughs> pumping up the volume with the 12 three-point shots and that was a recipe of disaster for him because he only made two and then Kyle Kuzma this and, and this is me I'm gonna I, I do apologize to the listeners because I know there's a lot of people that are Kyle Kuzma fans maybe he he might turn into I because I've always gave Jalen Brown a hard time I've always given Andrew Wiggins a hard time I've always given Brandon Ingram I, I think I've said all these players a hard time maybe Kyle Kuzma can change in fantasy and in the NBA career, you know, in the future, in a few years. But what he's doing is what I expect him to do, just to be a points guy. And that's typically what he did. Just 25 points, four rebounds, and pretty much empty stats behind it. I mean, he did have one steal, but he had no assists. He had no blocks behind it. And that's just where I draw the straw there. Now, he's good in a points league, but in a dynasty and redraft league, I, I don't really want anything of them in particular. I mean, now, I feel like you you like these type of players, and they actually do well for you, kid. I mean, <laughs> I, I will pass you the ball there. You know, what's your thoughts on Kyle Kuzma just in general, man? Yeah, probably the same thoughts as you. He scores just a lot, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm surprised. I'm surprised you agree with me on that because, I mean, Maybe I don't. I guess I could. I can understand that in a sense, but uh, man, I I just don't know how to take him. And honestly, and and honestly, in a ten man league, I just can't have him. Even in twelve man league, I can't. Um, we'll go ahead. We're gonna go ahead and transition to uh, a few more things before you know. I want to dive deeper and get you into more some questions. And obviously, I'm sure Lewis uh, wants to. <laughs> he wants to get in 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 your face because he. In, in yourself are kind of like rivals, I think. Can you agree to that or what you think, man? Yeah, we're definitely rivals. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you guys are for sure. So I'm going to actually tap into some of these listener questions. And these are going to be some interesting ones, uh, needless to say, because I, I got a boatload of them that I haven't been able to get to. But one of them I, I definitely wanted to pull out here. And I'll actually put you on the spot, kid. I, just, I know you're fresh. And I know you're still, I know you were a rookie last year, but to me, you're still a rookie. But I, I want to put you on the spot to ask you this question from a listener. So the question here was, all right, this is a dynasty format. This is a 24-man dynasty format. And there's a trade offer. This is a two-for-one trade. And the guy is trying to get Kyrie, or no, the guy, it's, okay, so let me just ask you like this. So that way you're not saying who's, what guy's asking what. One of the guys and the other guy saying this. Who's on the table? It's Kendrick Nunn, and you got Gary Harris or Kyrie Irving. What side do you take? You said Kendrick Nunn, uh-huh. Gary Harris, uh-huh. and Kyrie Irving on the other side. What side do you take? In a dynasty league? 24-man league. Mm, I'm probably going to have to go with Kendrick Nunn on that one. Really? Really? Yes. Any any reason why you would do that? You think the youth for the most point. 
Okay. Okay. So you would take so you would take the Kendrick Nunn and Gary Harris. Mm-hmm. Then okay, is it because maybe Kyrie he's he's hurt right now? Are you kind of concerned with that injury or? Well, yeah, his injury history just scares me to be honest. Okay, I'm I'm glad that we're gonna have differences here now. Um, th- I'll be honest, as you probably heard me on the podcast, I'm sure before I'm one of the biggest Kendrick Nunn backers here. Um, it's just the issue with him in particular is. I still have that that concern in the back of my mind is what if uh, he doesn't still hold that starting position because I can look at the players like Tyler Hero um, from the bench. I can still look at the Dragon, Goran Dragic from the bench, which is getting older. I still look at Justice Winslow, although he's been in and out. Um, And then obviously Jimmy Butler is like a a guard already himself. And then there's another player. I feel like I'm I'm forgetting. Deion Waiters is just never he's just never there. But that's just another guy to keep in mind. So they have all these guards, and obviously we can throw Kendrick Nunn. Um, just all these collective amount of players. But Kyrie Irving, typically, that's not really a bad answer though, because it can go both ways. Because in a 24 man league, in a deep format, you want to have the um, you want to have more players, and a lot of people will get confused with that. So I want to let the listeners know it's actually the, the even though my my answer might be different, it can honestly still go towards the kids' way, um, just because of how deep the league is. You know, I broke that down with LT and the White Knight on prior episodes before that I think is important when you're cutting coupons with players because you want to get the most bang for your buck because you want to have players. If you're in a win now type of situation, also, and that's another thing we we didn't even mention, is it a win now type of situation? Are you building for the future? So. Let's just say hypothetically, this is a win now situation. I could maybe go the kid's side because Kyrie Irving, I'm going to let you guys know, I'm concerned with that injury that he has. Now, that's not to say he won't, um, it's not to say he won't come back this year, but I think I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did not come back. I mean, and I know there was someone that said, I know LT had said, well, hey, Starks, man, you know, uh, they're winning without Kyrie. What you think? They're a better team without him? No, they're not a better team. They are winning without him. That's true. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're better without him. They're going to play hard, right? We know Spencer Dinwiddie's doing good. But to get off the ISO rant and kind of come back into this, this listener's question, I think it's really interesting for sure just because of, you know, if you were in a win-out situation, we know Kendrick Nunn is healthy. We know Gary Harris is healthy. So you're getting producers on the on the floor versus just hoping – that Kyrie Irving is just going to be on the court. Now, in a 10, if you're in a 10-man dynasty league, yeah, you're going to take Kyrie's side regardless. But in a deep 24-man, it's a little bit different. But I would still take the Kyrie side just because he has the top 12 and better potential. But honestly, at the same time, you always got to be concerned with Kyrie's injury. He's an injury. I don't like to put injury prone on players, but he is a guy that can get potentially injured at any time. And, and I was, you know... I was I know that there was a lot of opportunity for him in Brooklyn, but that's what I was concerned about because of the usage rate that when Kyrie has the ball in his hands, there's a good chance if he's taking over a team, there's a good chance that he could potentially get hurt. And that is what kind of happened. You know, he was blowing up, doing well when he when in beginning the season. But when he took the load without KD, this is where we kind of ran into. So, um yeah, I, I kind of agree with you, kid, but at the same time, I don't. <laughs> so I will kind of go still with the Kyrie side. But if this is a win now situation, I think, 
I think I probably would still go Kyrie just because the what if, but I will say this, the what if is still a concern because maybe he doesn't come back this season. So um, I didn't mean to d- dive deep into that question, but it, it did make things uh, really interesting there. So uh, let's go ahead and get into one of these other listener questions. So now there was a guy on the you know article that I dropped that you guys should check out uh, released on Jonathan Isaac today on newlifefantasy.com. Uh, one of the you know listeners had mentioned that he felt like the block rate that he had, or at least the stocks, is what is also said that he's doing this year at two point six, and I think his steals is about around the. I have to pull it up. I think it's about the one point four range. Do you have his uh, stats pulled up there, kid? Yes. What's his stats? What's his steals and block stats? Okay, the steals are one point four this year, and the blocks are two point six. All right, perfect. All right, yeah, so the steals, yeah, that seems about to be right. So the question, I believe, was uh, that they, the listener believed that his stats would still be, at least his block stats would be up higher than 2.6. And, you know, if you think that, that's fine. For me, I don't believe that would be the case. If you check out my article, I think the safe around, you know, you guys should definitely still check it out. Um, it's in my article, but I'll still mention on this episode in particular, I think his steal rate or excuse me, his block rate would be hovering around the 2.0, um, to 2.4 range. That seems to be the fair spot just because of NBA players are starting to get familiarized with the type of player he is, because if your defensive presence is already with that strong prowess, then the chances of players going to the basket may change. We're like, nah, I think I'm cool. So maybe that's where his blocks is going to damper. But it looks like we have our special guest guests actually come in here uh, last minute. Just It doesn't even matter for Lewis, but it's gla- we're good. And we're glad to have Lewis on the episode. Kong Skull Island. He likes to go, <laughs> he likes to go Donkey Kong. And how you doing um, today, man? Oh, yeah. Hey, man, it's good to be back, man. You know, I've been wandering to and fro. You know, in the earth, man, like my man uh, Samuel Jackson from Pulp Fiction, man, you know, seeing what's going on out there in the fantasy streets, in the fantasy world. But thanks for having me, Starks, man. I, I didn't know I would end up here, man. But, you know, what they say about life, man, it, you know, you never know where it's going to take you hey, man, or it, something along those lines. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, whatever you say, sometimes it doesn't make sense, but neither do I. But that's just what it is. That's the beauty of it. But it's good to have you on. Uh, it's been a while since you've been on. Uh, looks like LT is working on. He went in the cave and he's working on an article, supposedly, right? Uh, does that sound like he's going to actually do it? Because I've been waiting for like a hundred weeks for him to do it. Why? Why do you think the sage is taking so long? Oh, the sage, man. I, I don't know, man. He, he's he's in a, his own little bat cave trying to <laughs> concoct something. I I don't know, man. You you guys are rivals, so maybe he's working on something for you. I don't know. Hey, maybe he is. But let me ask you this. So. Talk about you know especially the Isaac write up that I did today. From my understanding, you took a you took a uh, a look at that. Is that oh, true? Yeah, man. I, you know it's funny. I was you know I, I just saw my post, man. I was on the can, you know, before <laughs> I, I, I arrived over here. You know, I sat down on the can, man, and I, I saw I had like a little update. Oh, so you, you know? sitting on a John? Yeah, 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 man. I was uh I, I was uh, dropping the deuce, and I, I happened to uh, look up Isaac, and I'm like, oh, this looks interesting. Uh, New Life Fantasy. I was like, oh, update on Isaac. You know, hey, he's a member of, you know, Kong Skull Island. So I was like, hey, why not? Let me go ahead and uh, <laughs> get the skinny, you know, get the update. Especially if you're feeding stats. Oh, start. So yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, take full advantage of that. <laughs> you're you know? good at that. 
So you had mentioned something. Uh, oh yeah, I thought it was interesting that okay. you said that uh, <laughs> my man can't dribble the ball, man. Well, What's up with that? Well, man? listen. All right. To be fair, it's not that he can't dribble, but I thought it was an interesting uh, piece of knowledge and research that I found that he doesn't typically dribble the ball that much. A high percentage of him is a lot of catch and shoots, or he's going to take a quick shot around the basket. So, in a sense, maybe in the future, what I was trying to implement or in- indicate is. As the time progresses on the next year or so, he could potentially expand his game. So maybe he might, he could potentially struggle there. So you could be right there a little. <laughs> but I think he's going to expand his game where he's going to take more dribbles. I don't know, man. You, you kind of broke it down. I, I read more than you thought I read on that. <laughs> yeah, you I said did. he doesn't take really contested shots as well. That, and that's a smart that's a smart So like move, if you're not though. taking contested shots, that means, you know, if you're not taking contested shots, excuse mm-hmm. me, and okay. not dribbling the ball, that means, you know. I mean, basically, you have to wait until he's open, basically, for him to score. That's what you're trying to it's, say. Yes and no. Real quick, kid, do you have any thoughts that you want to spin on that real quick? No, nothing yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was, so I want you to go into uh, you want me depth to go? with that if, okay, you, if you can. Sure, so, I mean, this is hot off the press. Uh, sure, know. sure. So it could go – it's a two-edged sword, Lewis. So I think it was – kind of it goes, goes hand in hand. And what I mean by that – Although he doesn't – now, that's contested shots within two – I think it was two zero to two inches bef- uh, closer and below. And what I mean by that is he takes the smart shot. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to take contested shots all the time unless you're really good at it. Yeah, yeah. Now, he does take contested shots, but – from like basically my my hand straight in your face. Yeah, yeah. He's not going to take those. Type I mean, but of he, he's all you know. Also being a big man, you know, you're not going to just be out. Exactly. He's not just going to be out there like a point guard. Well, you know, the thing. Like well, also to keep in mind too, although he's kind of like a hybrid big man, he's a skinny guy, so yeah. he can. I think his game is going to expand down the road where he can dribble the ball. So although it may have seemed like shade, it, it kind of wasn't, but it may it might have been. No, no, no. Um, okay. I, I didn't take it. You know, when I was reading, it, I didn't take it as shade. I, I mean, it's it's good to know about things like this because yeah. you know you know um like you were talking about his future you know yeah. we had to see and you know if that's the sky's the limit where he's at right now you know we we want to see you know at least some growth and some process because when i'm looking into dynasty as you know especially with a big man yeah i want to know you know the full ceiling and full aspects you know am i am i going to get like uh <laughs> You know, it's funny. I was thinking about Robin Lopez for some reason. I don't know why <laughs> I was thinking about him. That's a completely bad example. But, you know, I just want to know, like, you know, as far as, like, Brooke Lopez, like, uh, especially right now in the league, there's certain players, you know, big men are starting to, you know, take threes out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, I want someone that's going to, you know, have growth and improvement definitely in the uh, dynasty aspect. No, but thanks. You know, it can go both ways. But he could his ceiling is higher, a little bit higher still. It's just the defensive stats is juicing that orange right now. What about you, Kid Cash? You got something to say, man? No, I'm just looking at a fun fact that Jonathan Isaac blocked his 200th shot. Wow, that's crazy. Of man. his career, man. That's in a- the win. <laughs> I know, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for who who has him. Out of our league, who has him? Oh, so you you feeling good? You want to stick your chest out? <laughs> oh, actually, let me ask you this: since you're feeling good, what place are you in in that league? Hey, man, okay, cool. Just check it out. I just check it. But anyways, okay. let's get back to the podcast here. So real quick, it looks like also uh, who's back is PJ. Um, PJ Washington's back uh, for those that had him. I know he came back from an injury from Hornets, the Hornets nest that is. And, uh, you know, 
the patient owners that still had them are feeling pretty good. So we'll go ahead and get into at least one more question. And then honestly, we want to ask, you know, uh, the kid a few more questions that I know to kind of ask you guys this real quick on the spot before I get to the last question. Uh, Lewis, do you think it's fair to say that maybe your new rival here is the kid and kid or is this the rival to you? He's beneath me. <laughs> the, ranking, no, no. the rankings say different. <laughs> the rankings definitely say different. No, no, no. It's funny. Uh, I, I, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll say uh, he, he's earned. He's earned a right to be be called a rival with me, man. He, he puts up a, a good fight, especially you know someone around his age coming out here in, in fantasy. He's uh, the perfect example as far as drive, man. Like uh, when Starks first in, invited the kid to come in, as far as. Uh, and fantasy, man, I, I was like, oh, yes, fresh meat. You know, <laughs> you know, everyone's always looking at that. You know, when you invite someone in, like with trades. But this guy came out here trying to strip. Like, <laughs> I'm like, man, who is this guy? Does he not know who we are, man? We, we're, we're seasoned vets out here, man. You ain't going to pull the wool over our shades, man. We're hey, cra- hey, crazy he, trades, man. And he was trying to take people for rides, too, Oh, yeah, man. he was, man. I learned from the best. <laughs> Nah, man, he w- he was doing this long. Don't believe that he was doing this long <laughs> before he met Starks, man. Honestly, Starks should take him underneath his wing. I don't know, man. He's he's got glimpses of from what I've seen in his his rookie year. But let me say this, Lewis. Like, you know, I, I know you've been doing fantasies about as long as I have, man. But he was he was first place in the first year, and he made the playoffs pretty far, man. I I just you know it's not to put a foot. <laughs> Or a hill on your foot, but like, how did he get so far? You know, further than you than man, your career. I'm, oh, big deal, man. So, so he he got the runner up trophy, man. That's that's not who we are, man. That's that's not who we are in Team Lewis, man. We don't care about stuff like that, man. We care about when we get our head kicked in, man. We take lemons and we make lemonade, Starks. Uh, we rise from the ashes like Phoenix. <laughs> Here you go. All right, so we'll get to one more listener question. I I do apologize, listeners. We. I'll be honest with you. The the way that I we like to do things here, I like to do things different and innovative. We're going to still give you the statistical stats. We're going to give you the, the info, but we at the same time like to give you the fun things in fantasy because not only that you guys are fans, but we're also fans ourselves still. You know what I mean? So I think that's important to at least, if anything, you guys got to have a league where you, you have a, a, a strong um, fit for the league. And what I mean by that is, Start a rivalry. You need to have that. It drives each opponent in the league to improve and get better. But anyways, to get off of that ISO, let's go ahead and get to one more uh, listener question. So, Starks, you've been doing uh, Dynasty for quite some time. And how did you get good at it? And any other any tips that I can um, do in my league? Well, my question to you is, how deep is your league? That's number one. And number two, how long have you done Fantasy. You know what I mean? The reason why I ask that is how long have you done fantasy in Dynasty? Because Dynasty is a different monster and a different beast than redraft leagues. They can still be similar, um, but at the same time, um, at least how I, I got decent at it, or, you know, I, I think for myself to still improve, I have a long way to go. Although I have the a lot of titles, there's still a ways for me to get better. Honestly, I've got a little weakened this year. You know, I want to provide you guys the content. And, um, you know, through the website and the podcasting, but uh, I put time into looking at stats and making sure I'm listening to podcasts and doing my research because it's it's important uh, to improve in that aspect. Look at your league. See who's good in your league. Now, if, if there's a cheat code, the cheat code is 
Look at the top person in your league. See what's successful, um, what's making them so successful in first place. See what type of transactions that they're doing. Um, anybody that has the most transactions in a league, to me, in my opinion, that means they want it that much in a league. Lewis, what you got to say about that? Oh, oh, no, I just thought that was funny, man. Uh, copy no jutsu is what we call that, right? Uh, basically, what Starks is saying, like you know, just to add on to what he's saying, basically, if you're paying attention to what the number one guy's doing, you know, you might be able to pick up something to add to, you know, your own strategy. Like, even if you come in, like, you know, I come in with the big man strategy and Starks back in the day used to come in with a point guard strategy. I could see, like, okay, why isn't this working for me? Like, depending <laughs> on if I'm taking the L's or not, which I'm not, you know. Which you but, are. <laughs> no, I'm not. Which you are. <laughs> but anyways, uh, see what's working for them. And depending on uh, where you're at as far as, you know, if you maybe have messed up, you know, because it's not the end-all, be-all, end-all when you draft a team. If you accidentally mess up on a draft, that's not the end. Yeah. That's what the free agency and the the waiver wire is there for. Mm-hmm. You can actually, like, honestly, some of the most, to me, uh, skilled people or people that inherit trash teams and they build, like, really good teams from the, you know, like, Say I come into a league and like someone got kicked out of the league and I take over their team. Their team is basically cheeks, <laughs> <laughs> basically uh, trash or whatever. Cheeks. <laughs> the te- team is buns. You know, I'm gonna be like, oh snap, man. You know, I'm in trouble. But you know, I can start building from the waiver wire from there. You know, what I'm saying I can see what's uh, what's working for you know the top uh, six teams mm. and see what kind of strategy I need to do as far as building my team and where I want to go from there. That's a, that's a good breakdown. And if, if someone's to ask you, cause uh, you know, kid, you're the youngest, I think cat that I, I feel that is a good competitor in fantasy. Uh, cause you do fantasy football and you're really good at that. Although your year was a little cut short this year too. Although mine's was too. Fantasy football was just a tough year. Oh, what, what happened? Man? He had an injury. So many injuries, but well, I, well, one league I just did bad in period, and then and then a, another league I think I made it to the playoffs and I lost in like the first round, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, football—that's all. That's, that's a whole, whole different thing, right? Yeah, there. that's a whole different thing. So basketball, in a sense, though, this year, um, like I said, man, where was I going with it? So one thing I want to say is uh, maybe I'll touch up on one more listener question here. Real quick. Now, real quick, I mean, I mentioned you guys, since Lucas back, go ahead and drop Jalen Brunson if you're in a shallow format. If you're in a deep league, then you might just be more of a wait and see. But I will say this, Luca, from my understanding, is has a, a minute. He doesn't have a minutes restriction, so he's ready to rock and roll um, at this point in time. So, yeah, don't. Don't work. I mean, I wouldn't say try to hold too much of a stock on uh, Brunson, even DeLon Wright. So just keep that in consideration. Now, I want to ask you just a few questions here, and then we'll kind of tie into the clutch shot because I know that you guys got some things that you want to get off your chest here this episode here. Um, but, you know, kid, man, so I know this is your second year. I will ask you kind of what this listener had asked me. How was you able to, you know, do well the first year of your rookie season last year in, in fantasy basketball? Well, last year I had lots of focus on, you know, watching games. Uh, what else? Like, 
Yeah, yeah. It looks like you were dipping into the eggnog. Let me go ahead from there. <laughs> no, basically, uh, I, I have a feel of what, uh, since he's my rival, I think uh, <laughs> I, I know uh, what style kids been doing. You know, like not only do you watch games, but you probably like, do you dip into like, is there a certain type of website that you may use? Like, because me, I'm, I'm a player line guy. You know, that's that's one of my cheat codes. So is like, do you use Roto or anything like that? Or Not Roto. Sometimes I use ESPN. Oh, ESPN. And... Sometimes I use trades as you know a little cheat code for me. Yeah, yeah he likes to rip people off like Star, uh, Starks. So you're basically just a hybrid of of Starks. Like you like to rip people off pretty oh, much. No, no. Well, well, okay. Listen, have I done any trades this year? Hey right, man, we're not talking about. I'm, I'm talking. We're talking about your past right now. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Oh. I'm talking. He's basically what you use. Wait to a minute. Be. Hold on. Let me ask you something. Have you never uh, chicken strip somebody? Oh, I just need to ask you that. Have you took someone for a ride before? I mean, it oh, may have oh, happened. Oh, it may have Sometimes happened. it, it oh, has so maybe happen. I can say the same thing. May it happen for me, right? Yeah, but it, just let's just say the, per, yeah, the percentage is a lot, a lot, lot higher with you with taking people for rides. Hey, man, so. but listen, just like I said, there is a. There, <clears throat> I didn't tell you this, kid. I, I think I shared this with Lewis off off the record, but I'll go ahead. Well, actually, this is on the record because I said this with LT, but I'm gonna go ahead and state this on the record with both you guys here. There was a trade in a dynasty format that I could have pulled off, and if I would have done it. If I would have done it, yeah, you know, Lewis. If I would have done it, people would have quit the league. Oh, so as man. no, listen, so, someone, I, hey, I put on. Listen, I, I, I took off. You wanted the villain in glasses, but I, I didn't do it. Oh man, I was the good guy. Hey man, somebody. Hey, guess, man. but guess what? Hold on, before you even say something. What if I said that I can go back? I was I could have been able to go back and get that trade done. Oh yeah, hop, hop in the DeLorean. Hop right? in the DeLorean. Yeah, that's right. Hop in the DeLorean. Right. Yeah, go yeah. ahead, Lewis. What you guys yeah, say? Yeah, man. Somebody roll out the red carpet. Hey, you know what? You guys send Starks a, a bronze medal for not ripping someone <laughs> off. You know, he did, hey. Oh, you're dirty. You're dirty, Lewis. Hey, round of applause. Hey, thank you, Starks, for not uh, taking someone for a ride, even though that's, you know, how you built your empire. You're like Tony Starks, who <laughs> basically, you know, sold all those weapons to all those people. And now you're a good guy. Now you're saving the world. That's, that's fine. I respect it, you know. But you Well, know. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and fib tea. I mean, it was it was tempting. And I'm, I could, I'm still thinking about it now because regardless, it's... Whether I do it or not, I'm still going to be disliked, and that's what I'm learning. You know, I've been learning that through the years. Whether whatever decision I make, I'm going to get clowned, right? <laughs> so let me just say this, and this is an ISRN. We'll kind of get into the clutch. Well, actually, before we get, because I want to ask the kid maybe a couple more questions, is, um, you know, when I'm wrong on a player, everybody attacks me. Everybody attacks me. Like DSJ, he's been a fantasy bus. Everybody attacks me, but. Nobody yeah, talks. I'm still waiting on Monk too, man. Monk, Monk is, is he's real. He's okay. Okay, so Monk has been kind of a bust too, a little bit. I mean, he. He's no, been, I wouldn't really call him a bust. He's he just. Yeah, I just I, feel like he needs a. You know, we're waiting for a. But fire I didn't. I didn't expect him to be like DSJ this year. But let me say this, Kendrick Nunn, right? Yeah. I was one of the first that mentioned Kendrick Nunn, but. It's kind of like swept under the rug, right? Yeah. He swept up. But DSJ, oh, yeah, Starks, he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's, look at DSJ. What it, but as I listen, you know, I mentioned like New York Knicks. We can look at the situation. And I, I can accept being wrong. I, I do apologize to listeners that I put that that logic because I, I take a gut. I utilize Lewis's skill. You got to take a gut call on certain players. And I was wrong. But as I said with Mitch Robinson, you know, to the listeners, how's he looking this year? That's rough, too. You know, there's so many players I could talk about. And to be fair, Miles Turner, he's kind of 
regress. But I've mentioned that was going to potentially happen yeah. this year. So, I mean, we, we, we can't forget that these are these are people, too. They go through things in their lives and there, there's things that happen where sometimes, you know, players, they end up, you know, regressing. That's just, you know, life. And yeah. sometimes, you know, like Derrick Rose, they just I don't know, they just like he came back to life or something. I don't know how yeah, he did. I don't, I don't know where that came from. And we're recording while uh, games are going on. So, sounds like Town's moving very slowly. Uh, that's not good. But he's just getting his shots up. So I guess that injury of Carl Anthony Towns is still concerned. Oh, wow, wow. Um, but, kid, I, I think, you know, is there maybe – I'm trying to think of formulate another question. I, I do apologize. But let me ask you, is there anything that you'd like to say or get off your chest here? You know, on which you're – you know, you being a little bit newer in fantasy in particular – do you have any advice for those that are coming new? Because I know the popular sport is fantasy football, but is there any advice that you can lead people into coming into start coming into the fantasy basketball side of things? Hmm. Well, fantasy basketball, I would focus more on you know the stats mm-hmm. and what they're doing to a per night basis, and I think that should help you to start off. And I would probably start off not trying to trade. <laughs> because you know people will try to get you, so yeah, I'll probably just stay. Yeah, focused. yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and steal the ball from you, buddy. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm gonna help him out though. Like uh, I completely agree with what he said. Like if you're if you're new on the sticks, man, that's what we say. If you're new on the sticks and this is your first time, man, hold off like on making trades unless you know what you're doing. I, honestly, I would wait and then have that person send you a trade and then ask. Maybe a veteran or someone around you who knows what they're doing about that. I mean, it's kind of a dirty jutsu, but, you know, you don't want to get mo- – most people that are new to the game get taken for rides. So, yeah, as far as trades go, like, I completely agree with uh, the kid with that. I'd say pay attention. Uh, like you said, it's like a whole another animal. You have to pay attention every day. It's a, a, it's a daily grind. A daily grind as far as, you know, starting your players. Um Keeping up on updates, get you a good website where you're going to get updates like starts. He gets updates like just, you know, like games are going on and he'll just get, you know, updates out of nowhere. So you get you a good, you know, whatever your um, get you a good speed source. Yeah, a good speed source where you get like live updates. Uh, I'd start from there. Yeah, and I was going to say this because another report came out as he was speaking and Kyrie Irving. See, like that. So, you know, it's got surgery or excuse me. Atkinson said the coach um, said surgery is not being considered for Kyrie Irving's shoulder, but he still hasn't been clear for contact. You know what's funny about that? I was just looking at Kyrie, honestly, no mm-hmm. lie, you know, before I came over here to wow. meet you guys. And they were talking about he could be ready in about like two to three weeks. And see, now you got to be careful with that, too, because it's like I feel like just like how sometimes we put our feelings into things, yeah. sometimes with updates and reports. They, they, they put their feelings into things, so you have to be careful of that as well. They'll be like, oh, go ahead and drop this player. This this player is no good. And then, like, uh, next week the, the, the player might explode and go off. They'll be like, hurry up and pick up this player. Exactly. Oh, wait, but you told me to drop him last week. I already dropped him. Someone scooped him up. He's already gone. That is a good point. No, that's true. I'm with you 100%. That's why you got to implement your style, Lewis, the gut call. Yeah. You got to have a gut, that, too. That, that ties into it as well. It's like... Honestly, like, I mean, now we know there's certain, you know, if certain people are just like fly by pickup and drops, like we're not talking about like bench players that, that maybe might get a, a 
might explode every, you know, blue moon. We're talking about like where they're like, uh, give me an example of a player where they say, oh, you should drop this per person, but you shouldn't. One of your guys that you picked up, Devontae Graham, man. Oh, yeah. Perfect example. Graham right there. Graham Crackers. They, now, they, now, at first, they, they were. Yeah, they were talking about. They like, were clowning go, my man. They were saying, yeah, just that was like an outlier. And I'm be honest with you, in my logic, too. Yeah, you I was believed like, it, too, Starks. Well, Kind of, well, well, maybe not to the extent. Not to the, but I did a little bit from my own logic because it's like one of the first games and two games of the season, he was like shooting perfect. And that's what I was like, nah, I'm I'm looking for other people. Like, yeah, and yeah. That was, but you still got to take a stab on certain players if your team can afford it. And in that article, some of the articles that I've read too, they were like, you know, that was like an outlier game. Don't worry about it. But all of a sudden, like as more games happen and they continue to do well. Yeah, yeah. Just like you said, what did they say? And that's that's perfect right there. Um, I'm glad that you said that, Starks, because like Graham being an example, what I like to do when I go in the waiver wire is I'll look at my whole team and look at uh, essentially what I need for my team. Yeah. Or m maybe look at the weakest player on my team who I – feel like I don't need anymore and I'll, I'll weigh the person that I'm looking at in the waiver wire versus the person that I want, you know, that I have on my team and see if they're worth, you know, cutting and trading places. Mm -hmm. I, I, so, I mean, what do you have to say about that kid? I, I mean, do you do the same thing? Yeah, I take the exact same approach. When it comes to ads, yeah. Yeah, yeah, ads. I think that, yeah, waiver wire listeners, that is very important because if you're not pulling off trades, you better be plucking them out the free agency, man. That's really important. Yeah, you can't just be stagnant not doing anything. Cool. So after that, uh, I guess we can kind of get to the clutch shots unless, kid, do you have anything else you want to say that's on your mind? I don't think so. All right, perfect. So uh, you guys, real quick, here's a commercial before I get to, we get to the clutch shots. Uh, you can um, – Reach us or, you know, find me on the uh, newlifefantasy.com. Make sure you guys subscribe, join on the mailing list. Make sure you sub-zero that subscribe button. Make sure you comment below. Hit that thumbs up. Hit the bell. It's dinner time. Also, make sure you subscribe to Take a Ride Podcast. Let your friends, let your family know. It, whoever, just, you know, advise them to get on. It's all for free. It just helps us to continue to grow this brand. I thank you listeners so much that's been continuous followers from me from the start when I first started. Um, so I'm, I'm thankful for you guys. And um, I hope you guys, uh, Christmas has been excellent. Obviously in the new year, um, the next episode we're going to drop, I think probably maybe Sunday-ish. I do apologize. I didn't give you guys an episode yesterday. Um, just been Christmas, you know, it was, it's been excellent and having a good time in the Lord. Um, but I will say this, you know, you, oh yeah, the clutch shot. So the clutch shot I will take is... Um, as far as maybe a game's on tonight, because we are recording earlier tonight, I'll touch up on maybe a game here that is going on. And it's just, you know, Washington and Detroit. Detroit is thumping Washington, by the way, by 20 points, 68 to 48. I'm just going to hurt um, a player's feelings, th those owners' feelings, unfortunately, about Blake Griffin. But before I do that, another report came out that Carl Anthony Towns is unlikely to play with his knee. And uh, that's rough for those GMs that own him. But real quick, Blake Griffin, he just, as I mentioned in the article, the regression is coming his way. And I know there was a, I'm not going to go on that rant, but there was a listener that had mentioned a couple of players going after Griffin. I, you know, forewarned, I was like, probably not the best bet. Um, better days are to come for Blake Griffin, but he just didn't have a good game. So I'll just save it there for the clutch shot. Um, I'll pass you the ball there. Lewis, do you have a clutch shot? 
Yeah, honestly, you know, I'm gonna go ahead and um, tis the season, so I'm gonna be in a sharing mood. Okay. Honestly, I've been eyeballing this player, you know, for like uh, the last week or two. Okay. Honestly, and I, I don't know, you know, if if it's come up in the podcast or not. I'm sure, but, it has, um, but go ahead. Uh, John Wall, is there a oh, possibility that's of him coming back this year? Because honestly. If my roster wasn't so beastie and stacked right oh, now, I would have grabbed wow. him already. It's not uh, no, no, seriously. If I would have had a spot, honestly, I would have <laughs> grabbed him. But he's I, really... I got dip on the, on, the, on the sidelines. But is there a possibility? The coaches say that they're not ruling out the possibility of him coming back this year. What are your thoughts on that? You know what? That is actually good that you brought that up. I actually haven't talked about that. Thank you. But at the same time, let me also say this because you brought something else out that I think needs to be highlighted on and is... Victor Oladipo, the timeline keeps getting pushed. Exactly. Unfortunately. And they're talking about even potentially January, February. They're not rushing to get Dippo back, but they don't really need to rush him because Indiana is such a good team this year. But coming back to your John Wall point, I think that's interesting to hear. Needless to say, off the Achilles, they're saying they're not going to completely rule out John Wall. Now, in a shallow league, I don't care for him in a 10-12 man league, but if you're first place and you're in a comfortable lead and you have that roster space that you can throw him in the IL or the IR spot, oh yeah, I would do it. Dynasty formats, you just got to hold on to him. And honestly, if you're in a, a team that's broken and you're like in the middle tier type of, and you want to try to push next year, I would try to actually, it's kind of hard to say I would try to buy him. But you could for next year. But the thing is, he might not be the same player. But I will just say that. Um, any thoughts off of that real quick, Lewis? Honestly, you say that. Uh, I, I, I know where you're going okay. coming from that because, of course, Achilles Hill no might not still be the same player. But I still believe he'll be good enough because, like, I've seen, you know, certain players, you know, one being Rudy Gay that came off of Achilles. Okay. It took him some time to bounce back. But, he, he you know... It took a little time, but he made his way back. And if, you know, if Gay can do it, I believe that, you know, Wall can do it. Should definitely, especially with his age. It's interesting. That's a possibility. What um, about you, kid? What do you think about Wall? Um, Wall, I just haven't really uh, studied about the Wall news. So I really don't know what to say about that yet. Okay. Well, you know, I'm pretty sure there's listeners out there that, that are in the predicament that you're in right now that's that's what we got the podcast here for and that's where we bring up discussions like this you know um i would check out um news on that though i'm pretty sure you know roto or bleacher or player line like any of those sources uh should have information on that yeah i'll just say this um it's just i i think i would take a stab at him but i wouldn't be aggressive for him if that makes sense. Oh yeah, of course not yeah. aggressive, but I'm I'm saying like yeah. I, I think I looked out there and it said like he he's, was like barely player. owned out there. I mean, I can understand that. I mean, I think I think it's a smoke, but I think yeah, it's it could be a it smoke, could be screen. smoke screen. But yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. But uh, since we're bringing up Dippo, what do you how do you feel about that though? How you know I'll, it's timetable. I'll, t- I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I said earlier in this the podcast. I said this way before, like because there was echo and hype train that. Um, and I know you haven't been around, but to give you an idea, what I've been saying is I was talking about earlier, like probably about a month and a half ago, I was like, listen, I know this is not going to be a popular opinion to some, but I wanted to put this out there. Yeah, yeah. I said, you know what? In a dynasty format, I would be all about trying to trade away Dippo to try to get Devontae Graham in a draft pick. And, you know, I know LT was like, what? I was like, listen, LT, just hear me out. It sounds like Dippo is coming back. But I said, what if? 
the timetable gets pushed because I wouldn't be surprised. That quad injury is no joke. And look where we're at now. Exactly. It's already exactly. The time I, I, honestly, and he see, might not. You be see the same. where I grabbed him at? Yeah. I got him late in the draft. Right. I don't know if I got him like fourth or fifth, something like right. that. Yeah. Like I got him late yeah. in the draft, and I'm, I was expecting him to be back already. And, it sucks. and he's not. And so he I might take him and I might flip him into. Uh, Good luck if you can. That's in a redraft <laughs> I, I, league. I, I, yeah. man, you might not even get. This is in a redraft league. Actually, actually, come to me. I might try to get him. And there's another tip for you too. Uh, last minute tip, like if you plan on flipping a player, do it before the uh, the, the uh, papers come out on them. There it is. There it is. Exactly. So, kid, this is your first episode. Just to be as a guest, you get the honors to take a clutch shot, man. Do you have a clutch shot? Anything that you want to say, man? Turns out I do have a clutch shot tonight. Uh, my clutch shot is some advice for you canard owners. Okay. Luke Kennard will be out for two to two weeks of action, so and he will be reevaluate reevaluated on January seventh. So I would pick up Langston Galloway, okay, just in case you know you need some threes until Kennard gets back and posts like ninety value in nine cat leagues. Okay, you said Galloway. Uh, what team you play for? Pistons. Okay, I'll, I'll go ahead and check that out, buddy. Oh, Lewis, you're so dirty. <laughs> oh. I saw you. That's what he does, listeners. He like he's like the, they can, we, he has like so many nicknames. He's kind of like the night owl. He kind of <laughs> listens off of us to try to see where to pick up a player. So that is an interesting nugget. Thank you for bringing that in, uh, kid, because that is a player that you can take in consideration. You know, to get you that cheap value. Uh, that'll be good for your team. So, listeners, uh, we thank you so much. We love you so much. God bless you. Uh, you can find me on my Twitter handle. It's at Starks underscore industry. Uh, follow me on Instagram as well. One closing hero. I'll, you know, ask me any questions and give me a follow. I'll answer the best at a, at a prompt time. And, uh, I'll pass you the ball there. Uh, Lewis, where can I find you at? Probably nowhere. They can find me wandering (laughs) the earth, man. I'll seek seeking myself, man. man. Finding finding the truth out there, man. Oh, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, bro, listen, it's not hard to find me, man. You I, I'm, I'm right next to this, these two clowns, uh, the kid and uh, Starks. I'm, I'm in the fantasy draft, you know. Whatever draft they're in, that, that's where you can find me at most of the time. <laughs> oh, okay. So we are going to be running uh, one more listener lead. It's going to be the last one for the new life fantasy. Are you going to be in that? We don't know if it's going to be Dynasty. We don't know if it's points or redraft. But it's going to be a big one, a serious one. Hey, man, as long as there's competition... <laughs> As long as there's drive and rivalry, I will be there. As long as there is an opponent that I want to crush, like the kid over here, (laughs) I will be there. All right. It's a done deal. Kid, where can they find you at, man? You can find me on Instagram at standout.ss. And also, you can find me beating Lewis in that new (laughs) listener league. Not going to (laughs) happen. All right. So listeners, again, God bless you. We love you so much. With that being said, have a good evening, morning, afternoon, and take a ride. Merry Christmas. And Happy New Year.